Support for this week's episode is brought to you by the bomb ass drop off chef. Well, it's just a drop off chef. Hit her up on Instagram at the drop off chef. She supplies those bone breaking good, delicious wings that we have every week with flavors like sriracha. Old Bay, Parmesan garlic, and Lamore sauce that's sticky and wet. You can't go wrong. Hit her up on Instagram. Once again, that's the drop off chef. And now let's start the show. I'm going to test this out right quick on yeah. Now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. I said what I said. I'm going to keep it real with you. Got a little inside scoop. You ready for it? Uh oh. Is it so juicy? Is that your man or no? Oh my goodness. If it isn't Little Miss Attitude. Enunciating the fuck. Single in the city, the real in relationships, and surviving single. With me, starring Chelsea. Yeah, bitches. We're back. We're back. Oh, yeah, bitches. It's another week of being not so single. No, I am single as fuck. Damn, I got confused as hell. I am single as fuck, okay? Ooh, child. Reality hits your heart. It's another week of being single as fuck in the world of Chelsea Lamore. And, of course, I've got my fabulous co-host in the penthouse today. We have our resident bartender, Samia. Hello, all. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much. What the fuck wow, is up with so, this sexy voice? Such a blessing to be here. Thank y'all for coming. Oh, wow. What's your S5? <laughs> Single <laughs> ladies. Yes, and we have the beautiful, the talented. Hello. Talented. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so shy. <laughs> I you know it was for you. <laughs> the, we still talk about me. Right. Girl. And. And. <laughs> The beautiful, the talented Imani Blair. Hey guys, (laughs) happy to be here. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. Like this is about to be my new little mentee. She's so yes. It's crazy because I'm saying little mentee because you look so young. Yeah, like y'all, she literally looks 19. But I feel like I'm 45. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) life will hit you hard. Yo, this okay. This adult shit overrated. It's like traumatizing. Yes. I mean, it's, the it's ghetto. like really, really hard. It's really the ghetto. Crazy. And then as soon as you think you're doing okay, nope. something hits you. Boom! Nope. Nope. You're not doing it's okay. Like as soon as you think you're okay, humble. you're not. Humble. It's, it's a hum- Life is a humbling experience. The whole damn thing. Like <sighs> literally. Even, and it's so weird because like sometimes I'll find myself, even when I'm like at really great moments, I'm like waiting for the other foot to drop yeah. on some bullshit. Yeah. Like I'll even be on vacation and enjoying myself. I'm like, Lord, when I get back home, what am I going to have that's, to deal with? That's so sad. Yeah, it is sad. Mm. I think I'm going to move to Africa. Oh, <laughs> I, I had an Uber driver from Ghana, and he was like, "In Ghana, there's no stress." I went on a date with a guy from Ghana. How was it? Was he a gentleman? <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. So, what is your ass fuck, Imani? Are you single as fuck? I am it's taken a as fuck. Ooh. I'm in a relationship. <laughs> I know. I feel like I kind of fucked up the podcast. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Tell us what's like on the other side. <laughs> um, we've been together almost four years in December. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Oh, you in like a real relationship? Man. I'm in a real relationship. I'm wow. Relationship. He is me, and I am him. Like we live. We are one. We share souls. How did y'all meet? We were working at FedEx. Wow. Yeah, I was 20 years old. We were working really? at FedEx. Yep. 
Wow. Okay. Look at that smile. I know. Four years later, you still smiling, talking about it. Yeah. Because niggas will stress you out after one week. You be like, you know what? Never the fuck mind. Okay. So four years. Have y'all like been consistent? The four years. Have y'all like broken up and got? Um. Okay. Well, I moved to Atlanta after our first year. I was in Atlanta for about a year and two years. Okay. And it was long distance. So that was really. But that made us closer. That's when we really went through it. You know, of course. And it's like, all right, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. what made you go to Atlanta? Um, I went to school okay. in Atlanta for audio engineering. So wow. that's how I learned how to like mix music okay. and make my music sound better. And then I just was out there trying to pursue like a music career. Right. Seeing what was popping out there. But it was really difficult. I was, I'm sure. It's, I mean, I'm sure Atlanta's very saturated. Oh, extremely. And the thing is, people say like, oh, you know, you got to go to a big city. Like Atlanta, they support each other. What people don't know is Atlanta support their own, mm. as they should. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Richmond needs to do the same. Richmond, but I'm saying in Atlanta, we're going to support you if you're from Atlanta, but you're yeah. not coming here from Virginia eating. They I can definitely they, see that. The Atlanta that. artists are from Atlanta. Yeah, that's what, that you know. I never thought about that's that. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what New York do. That's what LA do. That's right. that's what you're supposed to do. Right. And I'm so trying to build a community for, now here that's like that. I was going to say, what is it for, like, um, someone from a smaller city? Like, how do you? You know what it takes. It takes for you to make it. I hate to say it. The yeah. problem is we need somebody to really make it from Richmond. To pull and then pull they put right. Richmond on. And yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I'm one, I know it one person in mine. And I might connect. I'm going to connect the dots for you. Okay. Um, but you said that you were in Atlanta for two years. Mm-hmm. And you and your boyfriend stayed together those two years. Mm-hmm. I specialize in long distance relationships. Mm-hmm. I can totally see. I definitely acknowledge the challenge, but I see the benefit. Because you still have that companionship. 100%. But you're allowed to stay focused. You know what I mean? Like, your partner doesn't necessarily become a distraction because they aren't there every day. Yeah. So what were some of the parts when you moved back home and you were with him that you were kind of like, damn, I miss being in Atlanta because this is different? Honestly, it's more of a personal thing. I just like my space. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it could be... Whether I'm here or whether, there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even I've talked to him. He hates it. But, like, if we get married, I want to have two separate places. I oh, really, wow. And it's because of the way I was raised. I was just... I was raised fortunate. I always had a room. I always had my space. Mm-hmm. I always knew I could close my door. Mm-hmm. And, and that was separate. You know what I'm right. saying? And so, oh, you not, ain't had them black parents that ain't give you no privacy then. No, my my parents were very cool. Goddamn, because yeah. my mama would still be like, "This is my house, open it up." Well, one thing my dad does that I don't understand, he knocks while he's opening. My door. mom <laughs> does the same thing, and so when you walk in and see whatever you see, it's your fault. Now. And it's like, why? You're Why? literally opening while knocking. Yeah. My, my mother used to do the yeah. same thing. My parents also. Um, I have my own space too, but. When I started slamming doors, they didn't take the knob off. They took the whole door. Well, see, I didn't slam door. I wasn't a bad kid. I was I was always scared of my You were a bad kid, Samia. I was <laughs> I was disturbed. If you're gonna slam your door at your parents, it's not being bad, but it is something it's defiant. I wasn't defiant. Uh, I was okay. not disrespectful. I was scared of my parents. I wanted to mm. make them happy. I wanted to make them proud. And if I didn't, I was so disappointed. Oh wow. Definitely <laughs> not my like reality. <laughs> My mom be like, I wish you, girl, bye. Get up, get off the phone. I don't care. So <laughs> I, I just don't. Even when it comes down to like relationships, my mother be like, oh, I think you should. But Mm-mm. see, I, that kind of I, I envy. Even though I love my mom, mm-hmm. but everything she says, I take it to heart. I used to be. Mm-hmm. That you know way. what I'm saying? And, and a little bit of really... that I don't like about myself because sometimes I'm like, wait, what? What do right. I feel? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I feel mm-hmm. one way by the time I talk to her. 
I don't even know yeah, what yeah, no, I used to be that way. You know, you kind of remind me of Tony Braxton. People, girl, people say that all day. It's your face, long. you're cute, y'all the same size. You right give it people yeah, look say right that size. all day long. She walked in, I said, Were you a cheerleader? She did. You did ask her that. Yes, and she were said you? she was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she looked like the so I, I know because school. I used to be envious. You were the bitch that could fly and I couldn't. Yeah, I was the base. Yeah. I was the support. I, I, my freshman year I flew. My sophomore year, I didn't fly because all like the small girls. You know, every mm-hmm. year there's new there flyers. smaller than you. Girls, yeah, they were white. You, I went to all oh, white yeah, school, true. so they mm-hmm. were like, yeah, frail. Even though mm-hmm. I'm small, I always had some thighs. Thick, yeah, you that's, know what, what that's what's giving me Tony Braxton because <laughs> Tony's small, but she's giving a little body. Okay, yeah. what white school did you go to? At Lee High School. Oh, mm-hmm. Caucasian. White. Yeah, it was. It was. White. It was really, really white, okay. and I didn't realize how white it was until, until you got out. That's how it was in my school. I didn't realize that. The high school I went to was so white until I went to an HBCU. And you're like, what the fuck? And I was fuck? like, whoa. Right. Well, and then you probably didn't even realize the microaggressions that were happening mm-hmm. to you. Oh, until- <laughs> when I look back, there's things I remember people saying out of their mouth. I remember. Mm-hmm. And you didn't really I pick up on it. I remember, and I didn't pick up on it. I, I didn't say anything. Like, mm. you know, I just hate. Girl, let them run up on me now. Catch me at the reunion. Catch me at the reunion. I remember things people said out their mouth that I didn't Keep a dossier. Just keep record of all of it. Yeah. Mm. My little file cabinet. Okay. <laughs> so the single song of the week. <clears throat> Are we ready? Yeah. Ready. You look so dumb right now. Standing outside my house. Trying to apologize. Yes. You're so ugly when you cry. Yes. What song is it? Because you put on quite a show. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Go. Now it's time to go. I couldn't think of the Okay, so just to literally tie up the loose ends on last week's saga, because I didn't even listen to last week's show after I recorded it because I was like, I literally talked about this nigga the whole show. Um, I decided to give this guy another chance to make it up to me. Well, first of all, I went Thursday, Halloween, to his abode. Um, and I literally knocked on the door and said, I'm the trick and the treat. <laughs> What's good? You know what I'm saying? So um, I received my blessing. And he was like, I have I have a king size. He was like, I have a king size snicker for you. Oh, wow. Thank you. Just make sure it's good to the last bite as it was. <laughs> so uh, we made plans for Friday. And he was like, you know, I stayed the night there. I saw him Friday morning. He said, I'll see you this evening. So, okay, cool. Um, I said, I get off work at 10 o'clock. I'm going to leave the door to my house unlocked. So you need to make sure you come because the door to my home is unlocked. And so I decided to take a different approach than I usually do. Usually around like, you know, 8 o'clock, I'm like, hey, let me know when you're on the way. Da, 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 da. I was like, you're a grown ass man. You know what you said. You know when you're supposed to be there. I got home at 10 o'clock. No one was at my house. So I gave him a call and he was like, hey, I'm like 30 minutes away. I said, uh, okay. So what I decided to do last the week before, he basically had stood me up, I guess you could say. And so I was like, we made plans. Whether he shows up or not, I'm still going to go. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be in my feelings. Yeah. And I'm not going to let you, like, last week, you knocked me off my square. A bitch was emotional. This week, I'm being a little bit more rational. So, boom. At the 30-minute mark, he wasn't there. I grabbed my keys. I'm heading out the door. As I'm heading out the door, he sends me a text running 30 minutes behind. After the original 30 minutes? 
So, nigga, you our at this point. Yeah. yeah. And technically, and te- <laughs> if, if my math adds up correctly. <laughs> yes. Like, let yes. me carry the Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And if you want to be technical, you're a couple hours late because you told me you were going to get. I told somebody when my door unlocked that long. You told me you were going to get there at eight. So really, you're a few hours behind. He's just yeah, rude at this point. Mm-hmm. So um, when he said I'm a, I'm running behind thirty minutes, I decided to not even say anything. So I get downtown. You know, I said, you know, I'm gonna have a few drinks, listen to some music, have a good like I'm social where I don't mind going out by myself, and I know I'll probably see somebody I know. Oh, I absolutely. So I go out. He Facetime me as I'm walking into the bar, and I said, nope. I gotta wait till I'm inside. Yeah, cause you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got, yeah, I, I can't hear you. Right, you gotta give an action shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, I'm not at home, nothing. So That's OD. I called him back. He was like, "Hey, it looks like he was outside and walking." He was like, "I'm on my, I'm on my way to you now. I'll be there in a minute." I said, "Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I'm out. Don't even worry about it." Cause I'm like, that's disrespectful as fuck. You know what I'm saying? So the night goes on. I got drunk. I called one time. It went straight to voicemail. I think his phone was dead. So I'm like, okay, he stood me up again. You're dead to me now. Like, this is it. So the next morning, I'm getting ready. I'm getting dressed for work. It's 9.15, approximately 9.15 in the morning. And I'm hearing a police on my door. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm on the phone with my cousin. I'm like, yo, there's somebody banging on my door. I look out, and it's him. The next day at 9.15 in the morning. Thank you. The nerve. The gall. The audacity of you. Like, if you're going to, like, stand me up, don't even come back the next day. What do you think, Samia? Agreed. So, boom. I cracked the door, like, as if he were a killer. (laughs) And I'm like, what are you doing here? You're not going to let me in? I said, absolutely not. No. Are you serious? You're not going to let me in? No. And I'm looking at him. He's wearing the clothes that he wore last night that I saw on the FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And a pair of sunglasses. So you ain't been home. But you knocking on my door. Where you been? <laughs> what the hell is wrong? What is wrong? Okay. Be grateful is, you're not out here, girl. But that's so bold for him yes. to do that. Thank you. Thank you. Nigga's not even fucking like trying <laughs> to keep it. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep it cute. You knock on my door at 9.15 in the morning. And I was just glad that I was already dressed because I was heading out to work. So I'm like, no, you cannot come in here. One, I open the door. You're not even trying to offer an explanation. You're just like. You're... Start with the apology. Right. We've and been I... telling y'all niggas this forever. Lead with the apology. So I'm like. Uh... And a gift. <laughs> I want the apology. Boom. And I want something to go with it. You know how people Compensation about... for Love my time. Love languages are real. Yes. And honestly, all that, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, don't do nothing Where's for me. the gift card? Where... Where's the cash app? But it's funny that you said that because all I said, all I could say was, um, I said we have nothing to talk about. I sent you a cash app request. That's the only yes. Thing. And he yes, was like, Chelsea. huh? I said for Plan B. <laughs> I want <coughs> the money for Plan B. So he's like going in his pocket and pulling out Excuse cash, me. and I could clearly see it wasn't enough cash. And I said, no, it's sixty dollars. Put that away. I sent you a request, yeah. and so and add forty to it. 
What's funny? Is, what's funny? <laughs> for what I for what for Hat. my mental, yeah. For my, no for my anxiety, but what, I didn't charge enough because my cousin was like, because I talked to my cousin. My cousin was like, a plan B is fifty dollars. I said, well, I need to go on Walmart and get a snack and a Tylenol for all this shit. Okay, my gas, my gas, my, my I just I need I don't want I don't need to pay no taxes nothing. So I need ten dollars just to get a bag of hot Cheetos and a coke as it is. So, boom, and I said, you know what? I don't want to do this with you anymore. Like. We've really seriously only been dating a month, and it's just been a lot of shit. I was like, I'm I'm not interested in doing this anymore. After this, I'm I'm good. And I said, didn't you say that my belongings were in your car? He was like, yeah, I'll bring them up to you. I said, actually, I'll go with you down to your car because you don't need to ever come back to my door. Mm. As we're walking to his car, he stops and was like, are you sure you don't want anything else to do with me after this? Uh, yeah, quite positive, nigga. Give me my shit. He gave me my stuff and like literally it took everything in me to not like, you know, when you're walking away, I'm like, don't look back. Just keep going. Yeah. And I took my stuff and I kept going. And I was actually very proud of myself in that moment because he has a very large penis. And I actually really liked him that I wasn't. I have been known to make excuses for these niggas that I put my foot down. I was like, no, you. I just kept telling myself, like, Chelsea, you do not operate in this level of toxicity. Right. Especially not this early on. So um, that is my summary. I haven't seen nor heard from the fellow since. Good for you. Yes. <coughs> I have not you. called. And you know that like weird period. I mean, you've been off the market for a while, so this may be, you have to jog your memory back a while. But when, <laughs> but when like a motherfucker like this. Uh, no, I can't remember. It's been so long. <laughs> That's probably right. how you're like, four years ago. <laughs> But you know, what, what do you so funny when people are in relationships? We still live in this world. Yeah, so y'all like, do, and you have friends that go through the even same though, you shit. Know what I'm you saying? get it. Like I just, yeah, I just We're got just my joking. brother out of a situation. <laughs> it's just like, happening to you, and that's enough. Yeah. No. I'm on the outskirts, looking but in. But y'all know, being in a relationship, I see your pain. you go through. But you see, do relationship you do pain. I think is harder than single pain. Because relationship pain, when you're beefing with the person you love, and y'all can't figure that shit out, mm. that shit hurts. That shit hurts. I can see that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm not saying when yeah. y'all... Like, it's a lot of people unhappy in relationships. Let's keep it a stack. So yeah. after four years, you done been through some shit. Yeah. You feel know I me? Mean? So that's hard. And when, you, and when you have to walk away, I think... That is so It's different. Yeah. 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 I, 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 so I think I'm going to agree with you on that one. Because even with the situation with this guy... It's exactly like you said. I don't feel any emotional. Mm. I wasn't emotionally invested in him. That would have made it harder. And so that's like, I can only imagine. Well, I have been in that situation where I was breaking up with somebody that I loved. But like, it made it, it's weird because even though it makes a huge difference, for some reason, the level of disappointment is still there. Especially like if you like somebody. Yeah. And then, and that's, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? But the, that's objective, right? Right. What your disappointment and my disappointment. Right. You know, hurt is hurt. Yeah. You hurt know, is so hurt. See, yeah. You know what's harder? Yeah, but then I'm just like, this shit real. I had to really just like, I was like, he doesn't know who the fuck I am. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you have to tap into that like low key arrogance where you're just like, I don't have to deal with this shit. So at <laughs> you this really point, don't. yeah, like and it's like, really literally, I don't have to deal with this shit. And sometimes like. That point comes sooner for some women 
and it comes later for others. But whenever you hit that point, it's a beautiful fucking moment when you're just like, you know what? I know I'm going to rip this Band-Aid off. It's going to sting for a while, but this is what needs to be done and it's better. Because I know I've been, and a lot of women have been in situations where they know they need to rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah. And they don't want, they're not going to because they just don't want to deal with that initial shot. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. I do, but this is my question because I was thinking about this earlier. When you do get into a relationship, are you going to change the name of the podcast? No. I was in a relationship with this podcast. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's just... Not when I started. Um, But I also say like anyone that I get into a relationship <laughs> with is going to have to understand that this is like a part of my life and it's like my baby and a brand that 100%. I built. And I always say like it isn't sometimes last week it was but a lot of times I feel like the show isn't necessarily about me there's single people in the world no matter what my relationship status is and like the same way that I had a relationship I ain't got one now right you know what right. I'm anything can change at any moment and, and that's kind of the point I was making mm-hmm. you know cause when people see me they're like oh girl four years shoot you know you, you about to get a ring yeah bitch. and it's like y'all like everybody is going through their own mm, you know what I'm saying right. like it's people that's married that don't want to be married Ooh, it's people yeah. that's happy it's people that's miserable we all trying to figure or, this shit out or one person know? is happy and the other person is miserable mm, and that is awkward yeah. <laughs> yeah that is awkward I feel like that is the most like um visible sign of a relationship breakdown when one person is still holding on and trying to be happy or is happy and the other person is just like totally disconnected and you can like visibly see it even in people you don't know and it's so sad people feel like they have to stay in certain situations mm-hmm. for whatever mm-hmm. it's so sad so um i want to tell y'all tell you all this scenario and just i'm curious on <clears throat> just y'all's opinions on it so this is Someone I know, okay, it's a friend of a friend, and before the relationship she was in, she was in, like, a really toxic relationship, Uh right? And so she's with this guy now. They have two children together, Um, but he doesn't help at all. Uh Like, she feels like she's a single woman in this household. They have two girls, and he's These are his kids. These are his kids. The other relationship that she had, I think, is okay. why she tolerates. Okay. I guess that's she was in a part. toxic relationship. Toxic you got me confused because I'm like, is this a toxic okay, relationship? Okay, so maybe no, 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 okay. no. Okay, it's, so maybe I should make up names. That'll help. A little yeah, okay. yeah. All right, so Courtney, Courtney was with Jason. Mm-hmm. Jason was toxic. Okay, mm-hmm. Courtney finally got out that relationship after years <laughs> of like, Turmoil. yeah. And so then she starts Aaron. dating Aaron. Okay, Tracy and, and Aaron are now a couple. Courtney, Courtney and Aaron. How you name her and forget? <laughs> right. I'm. Listen, Josie. This don't the medicinals. <laughs> I'm trying to follow. <laughs> We should have did this story a little bit earlier <laughs> before we started festivities. <laughs> no, I'm like, okay, basically, I was until she threw out a ring. Okay, so, okay, the other, okay, so the other guy doesn't really matter. Just know she's been in a toxic relationship. Okay. She's in a okay. fucked up relationship. Okay. She's in a fuck, yeah, she got out of it. Who candy is it? My. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I, I didn't come prepared. <laughs> no, we aren't prepared. <laughs> okay. I'm All right. So, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Usually, <laughs> oh, we usually we do have something to drink. It's a dry show. Okay, it's a dry campus. Sorry. Today. Okay. Okay. So, the show. You want my water? You can pop the top, bitch. Here you go. All right. Um, okay. She's so, in a new relationship with this guy. She feels like they've been together for like three or four years now. Mm-hmm. Okay, but 
He doesn't help with anything. They have two children under the age of four. That's the worst. Being a single parent. Married? married. <laughs> and, that's, and that's their dad, so bro. They're not, she's not, they're not married. Oh. They're engaged. Same thing. But yeah. And listen, mm-hmm. the way that... Um, Being with a nigga and he ain't worth being there. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then I found out, like, she didn't even... He didn't really propose to her. He just, like, <sighs> tossed her a ring. What? And she fetched He just it. handed it to her. Yeah, like I just, just like got on one of my though. guy friends recently because he didn't get down on one knee and I cursed his ass out. My nigga did a lunge. <laughs> he was up so damn fast. I didn't know what happened. <laughs> he literally was down and up. Did your knee touch the ground? He said, Sigh. will you marry me? He was already back up by the time he got to marry. <laughs> oh, no. Not a lunge. Chelsea, it was Chelsea, a lunge. shut up. You know my nigga was from the jailhouse. He was doing his little shut jailhouse up. workout. But at least he attempted. You know? I guess. At least he did a little No. Little, you will not propose to me song. in that manner. But he tried. These niggas is not even getting that. Chelsea, it's rough out here. Did y'all see um, Gucci? <laughs> We know it's rough, ma'am. <laughs> did y'all see Gucci proposed to Keish no. at the at the game? She oh, said yeah. in the chair, he stood up with the ring. Like, if you don't get that, I was like, go get that. Beg me for my hand. Okay, so <laughs> your friend. Okay, so <laughs> Courtney. Sorry, I got this candy. Yeah, in my you mouth. shouldn't have ate no candy. Okay, sorry, y'all. Y'all know something. You already got a juicy mouth. Without, without candy, she got a juicy ass mouth. Juicy. Okay. <laughs> juicy fruit. Juicy. I thought you were going to join me. Not with, not with you sounding like that. I'm not I, I, did, that I thought I had the support. I was going to have the support of the choir. I'm on my own. Okay, so basically she's in this relationship. She's not happy, but they're together and, and and i wonder i guess this is what i'm curious on if her toxic relationship makes his mediocrity seem mm. okay <sighs> i mean you go I, yeah okay it's like it sucks right because some people can have good aspects to them and some people can have bad aspects to mm-hmm. them, right? You know, like, nobody's perfect. So mm-hmm. it's like, if she came out of a toxic relationship and she comes to him and he's nice and he, you know, paying the bills and right. he's nice to her family. He's not and he, splitting bills. But, but even so, okay, it's what I'm saying. How does he, you know what I'm saying? But she might okay, have just if met if somebody. Been, if I, don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. Okay. I don't see anything wrong with him making more money and splitting the bills. I mean, is it a significant amount more money? This is just I this hypothetical. Is okay. Yeah, I don't so, know. So this is my thing. What made that first relationship toxic may be different than what you as a, what you appear to be toxic in her current relationship, right? So right. Like, say for example, if in her previous relationship the toxicity lies in verbal abuse, physical abuse, those type of things. When she meets someone new, so what she may have learned and taken away from the first right. relationship Come is, on. I'm not going to stand mm-hmm. for somebody putting their hands on me and making me feel this specific right. way. Mm-hmm. Right. If she right. goes into another relationship, it's a whole different it's issue. It's a whole other issue if right. that is not the red flag. Right. It's not, we all have different red flags. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. maybe to her, the fact that he didn't get down on one knee is fine. Maybe to her, she was financially stable well, with getting I her just, ass beat. So the fact that I'm splitting bills and you're maybe not that romantic is fine with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I I know like the situation. I just thought it was a very interesting 
she's I feel not sorry happy. for her. I feel she's sorry. not happy. She's scared to have conversation. the conversation with him. And I think that, in general, like a communication thing, being scared to talk to somebody you're about to marry, that to me is what would be... That's not good. Yeah, Y'all don't get married. Let's be real. We <laughs> that's have, not we're, good. We're scared to, and depending on what it is, we're scared to talk to our own parents about certain things. That's a fact. You you can be scared to talk to someone that you love. And so sometimes like I think that even though it's like, okay, you should be able to do these things. Like your parents always say, you can come to me for anything. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be here for you. But you know you don't want to go to them because oh, yeah. you know you, you're going to get in trouble. Or but yeah. that's how, would that be how you would... I think the relationship with your parents. Yes, depending on what it is. Yes, if I am in a relationship with a man and I care about him, and I, in some capacity, I just, I don't. That's a hard conversation to have. It's not like she's scared to talk to him about trivial things. But the hard, hard conversations are just. But you gotta have. But you have to have. You have to have them. Or or who to say that she won't? Yeah. I mean, mean, sometimes you do have to build up the courage. Sometimes you have to build up the the that faith, muster up that. But just like we were talking about that moment that you finally realize, like, okay, I'm not dealing with this nigga anymore. And it's a buildup, you know, like... And you know, for, for us, especially for women, mm-hmm. women will stay for a yes. long... And but that, the moment they're that, friend does something... But sometimes something. we have to get it right in our head. Sometimes, yeah. you know, women, we already have a breakup set up, but so by the time we broke Ooh. up... Emotionally, you know? emotionally, you broken up with him why far before together? you physically leave. That's why, like, I've told, like, my guy friends that are still like, yeah, she just left. I was like, nah, she been breaking up with you for a while. I mean, yeah. She ain't been breaking up with you. nobody just leaving. No. Yeah. No. A, a man will leave physically first. Right. And then try to come back. Right. Because they're Because <laughs> he left his emotions. They're dumb. We done thought it out every yes. time. Yes. We know what we going to tell people. We know what our <laughs> caption going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know your we know our next yes. money move, all of yes. that. Yes, everything. We we kind of plan things out. So by so, time- but see, she got two kids, and honestly, and people tell me I have like commitment issues, even though I'm in a relationship. I was about to say that word. It's so funny because I'm in a relationship, but I don't really want to get married. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have children. Okay, and so like people, that's yeah. where it comes from, and people are like, uh, and maybe I do. Because that two kids, that changes the whole scenario. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't ever want to be... Not even yeah. be... Her fear may not be the, the fear of having the conversation with him. The fear may be, I'm really about to be a single mom. I'm really going to be doing this alone. I'm not going to have that support if I make this move. Because, like, we're thinking as single what move? people... In general, like, once you move, like, once you make... Once you say it, you can't take it back. What I'm saying is we're thinking and operating as single women. Yeah. What we do doesn't affect anyone else. What she does affects those two children, like Imani said. Right. Right. I love my man to death, but if he pissed me off bad enough, I can peace out. You know what I'm saying? Mm, right. I can cut the cord. <laughs> Bye, yeah, she can't cut that cord. Right. I mean, She's that puts a whole nother... That's true. Two? That's and true. Then, and you want them to have their dad. I think that's the biggest part. And I'm sure they one. love their dad. Even though she's irritated, mm-hmm. I'm sure the kids, they don't know no difference. And she's probably torn yeah, and conflicted about yeah. that. Yeah. Don't, right. Kids don't know the difference. Yeah. And, and I think the, one of the most toxic things parents can do is like Ooh. raise their child to think that their parent ain't shit like talking shit to yeah. the child before they're able to make a child is able to make their own decision on like how they feel about their parents my mom I will I will commend her with my parents divorce I mean it's a good and a bad thing my mom never talked bad about my dad 
but she also didn't lie for this nigga either. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, she never, I never right. heard her say, like, your daddy's a deadbeat right, and right. no good. But if you asked her, she But if was I asked you- her or if, like... That's real. I can respect that. And, Me yeah, too. And, I, and as an adult, I respect the fact that, one... It's hard not to say bad things about motherfuckers that hurt you if you really want to be honest. Especially, like, I'm imagining, like, when you have kids with somebody and your kids remind you of that person. But Mm. your kid, that's half them. That's what I'm saying. And, like, my mom, she she never has said anything. Even to this day, she doesn't like when I say bad things about him. Wow. You know, she's definitely over my dad. But she's just like... (laughs) Do you have a relationship with him now? Mm -mm. Okay. Mm -mm. I mean, I think that right now he's trying, but I'm just not interested. Okay. But... I think that I think what spoke volumes for me, not uh, with that situation, it's funny that that came up. My mom has never said anything bad about my dad. She never lied to me about him. If I say like, "Where is he?" She's like, "He has a call." She's not gonna say, "Oh, you missed the call." Mm-hmm. He, he he didn't help. Like, where it's my birthday, he's not coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. we're just that's not coming. Um, or like, you know, I remember when I was like getting a little bit older and I was doing debut time. She was like, you know. Your dad's probably not going to be able to come. You you may want to think about one of your uncles or your mm-hmm. grandfather. She always made it. But you know what? That's so yeah. honorable. Yeah, I feel like keeping it real. Yeah. yeah. With all the shit that my mother has done to get on my nerves, that is one of the things I commend most about her. And so, because she was protecting you. Yeah. 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 Being yeah, keeping it real. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah my mom has there's like, nothing worse than getting the kids' hopes up yeah. for no reason. Yeah. And yeah. I have a cousin who went through that real bad. Mm. You know, her dad was in and out, mm-hmm. and every time she had an event, he didn't show up See? and she would have a meltdown every mm. single time and because Birthdays. of that I didn't have meltdowns right. every now and then my, my meltdown would be a build up of emotion like why but it was yeah. never like in that moment yeah. but the reason that I cannot have a relationship with my father is I tried to he tried to come into my life like 2015 or for, end of 2014 into 15 and I remember I was like I was very hesitant about being in a relationship with him and my fiance at the time I was very close with his parents both of them and he was like, I see how close you are with your, with my parents and how much you see how much I love my parents. I want you to try, you know, like mm-hmm. to to foster that relationship with your dad. If how he's old trying, were you? Uh, I was 25. Okay. So um, I remember I was graduating from college <laughs> and I allowed him to come to the graduation. When I say allowed, I graduated in the spring. So it wasn't like we had the Coliseum. We actually had tickets for graduation. You so mean I, the fall. The spring. That means you graduate in December. No, that's that's okay. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I graduated in December, so you know my dad and I had done a few things together. We went to a couple concerts. We were kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, this is going all right. And my parents actually tried to plan my graduation party together. Like I was like, hey, my dad was like, what can I do to help? And I was like, well, this is what we need. And it was kind of. That was the first time I'd ever seen my parents kind of like... Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. They, they didn't talk to each other. They talked through me, but even attempt. It was effort. Yeah, yeah. yeah, on both ends. And so I remember something happened and my dad got pissed off. And he said some vile shit about my mother, my mm-hmm. uncles. Like he, had, like, he was really talking... I mean, I just couldn't believe that he was like... He you're said talking, in front of your face? You're talking to your child about their mother who's been there yeah. and you left and she had the respect and dignity to not talk shit about, about you. you but you've been in my life for what? Five months? And you want to talk about, oh... I mean, she, he was saying 
deplorable shit. I couldn't believe he was saying it. And so from that moment, I gained respect for my mother, mm-hmm. realizing like, I'm just like, the audacity, you haven't even done shit and you have so much to yeah. say. And this woman has your not dragged your yeah. name through the mud. Right. You know what I'm saying? She was like, and even with me trying how to get to know him. my dad, she hmm? How dare him? I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. It was, and so that's what made me think about when you were saying like, what you say about people or whatever. And it was just like, I can't believe that some people, some people really have that level of arrogance. That is so yeah. crazy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, talked terribly about my mother, my uncles. All of these people were people that filled in the gaps for you. Yeah. And then you come in <laughs> the nerve, the nerve, the nerve. And I haven't spoken to him since I saw him at a funeral and looked straight ahead. He might as well have been in that casket to me. Wow. The yeah. thing is, though, you know, I feel like we choose who our family is, bro. That blood shit yep. don't yeah. mean nothing. No, I mean yeah. people in your it's family, all on the level of healthiness, yes. healthy relationship you can have with the family member. Everybody is not, you know what I'm saying, yeah. gonna be there. And definitely, I think that the relationship you have with your parents, especially a girl that she has with her father, really help teaches her or to navigate relationships, whether it be good or bad. Yeah. And so for me, I have navigated relationships poorly, in my opinion, because of my issues with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, issues of rejection, abandonment, or whatever. And um, what's the word? Like, I don't want to say validation, but a level of validation in that relationship. Wow. Right? So um, I was going to ask y'all, since both of your parents are still together and you, know, you grew up with your dad, what do you think that your dad the relationship you have with your dad taught you about relationships well, or, your so pa- funny, or your parents it's general. so funny I was gonna touch on the best thing she can do in that situation she got two kids and she's mm-hmm. unhappy is to leave the reason I say that confidently is because my mom left my dad Ooh, when I was now. seven years old mm. my mom was you know and mind you I'm a kid didn't know that they were having issues neither one of them ever bought it around mm-hmm. us but she moved out got her own apartment she mm. left my dad for about two years. Wow. Then they got back together. Kudos to her. Yeah. Kudos yeah. Yeah. to her. And she so had three yes. kids. Yep. Yep. And so now they all live she had three kids after. when she moved out. Yep. Wow. I was I was about eight years old. My older brother was about 16. My little brother was two. Oh, wow. Two, yeah. Wow. She is very admirable. We need to have your mama on the yeah. show. Oh, Give oh, us y'all game. have to have her on the show. She's amazing. Like, she didn't been through it. But, like, I love... She's so strong. Like, so I learned that from her. Wow. And I would say from my parents' relationship, I've learned that... Um, Hashtag and it's get so funny. Imani's mama on the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she'll come up. Right. Y'all okay, would love good. her. It's so funny, y'all, because I, I don't want to be married, but my parents have been married for 33 mm. years. And I think... The reason is because that's never been a dream of mine. Mm-hmm. Because I know the, what it, what marriage mm-hmm. really is. Mm-hmm. It's not a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and maybe I want it so bad. I I don't. I'm not pressed to have kids, but I've always wanted to be married. Married. There was that one moment after my engagement that I was like, I'm glad because I wasn't ready to be married to that nigga. <laughs> but I've yeah. uh, I've always. And I, I have married people in my family. Because, like, say, like, for example, I've dated guys, and it's like nobody in my family's ever been married. Like, we don't, which I think is weird, but that's just different people's reality. Mm-hmm. I think that because I have romanticized marriage, mm-hmm. where you see it and you like, no, bitch. See? Yeah. I have, I have this romanticized image of, of marriage 
because it's not something that was in my life and mm-hmm. I didn't get to see it in real time. So that's mm-hmm. a really good observation. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it gets so deep. Yeah. It gets so deep. And that same way in my relationship. It's like, you know. I've seen my grandparents, but grandparents' love is different. <laughs> my that, that was pre social media. 64 years. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. We are living a best life. Y'all the black love family. Oh, that's so beautiful. The black love family. But I love, I'm not going to say I love that your mom left, but. I what love, that thing, I love, thing. like, man, what? Like Because when you lesson? were younger, you didn't realize, but now you realize How that was strong. some boss yeah. ass shit. What? That was some boss <laughs> shit. What? When I was younger, y'all, I, I don't want to leave with no with kids. My dad. Mm-hmm. I was mad at my mom mm-hmm. because I was a daddy's girl. Right. And like I said, their problems never came to yeah. us. So in my mind, it was you left my dad, you're making my dad sad. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was more mad you at know, my what's mom. your daddy? did to and make now, her leave. Now that I'm grown and mm-hmm. I know what the real yeah. deal is, I'm like, wow. So my mom is a OG. Yes. Yeah. OG for that. Yeah. Okay, Samia, your relationship with your parents? Um. So. I love your parents, by the way. Thank you, So, um. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in the love. Yeah. <laughs> so my parents have been married for 32 years. Wow. Um, I know that they have gone through things, but it was never, if me knowing that it it never should have been like, they would argue if they argued, it was at night. Um, but it was nothing ever major. Honestly, natural things. You don't put the toilet seat down. Right. No, well not that. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I don't know what it was about, but I do recall. Sometimes you just get tired of people for a little little bit. But Your patience just be thin. My parents. Period. <laughs> Literally, that's what yeah. we're arguing about. That's and I got to see you every single yes. day. That's yes. why everybody needs their own place. Listen, I need a weekend. I love how you bought it back. See? If you pay My pay. point exactly. She <laughs> made the point. Okay? I'm Yo, I'm dead serious. I think it's something I just to made that. the statement. I think, <laughs> I think it's something. To, I don't think it's healthy to be underneath somebody all day. Like... Yeah. Mm. So, uh, as as a person that likes to be underneath somebody, <laughs> it's not healthy. <laughs> but I still am gonna do it. I even, neither is McDonald's, but don't we love a ten piece? Okay. <laughs> so to speak to that, um, real quick, my parents, I think they're both retired now, and so my father has been t- retired for like eleven years. He got early retirement. I can't now that I'm. Older, I can't believe my dad retired in his fifties. Right, because I'm like that's right around the corner. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, so my dad's been retired for eleven years, and my mom has probably been tired for, retired for like seven, eight. So they have like their own separate lives. Like they, I'm sure they get on each other's nerves, but like they live together. My parents do sleep in two d- separate bedrooms. <laughs> mm. hey, um, give me my space. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the time I don't want space. <laughs> We can have space oh all gosh. damn day. So, but the reason why is because <laughs> they will argue about who snores the loudest. Okay. And so they yeah, have, yeah, yeah. and probably they both love, in there. Yeah, love, both no. of them snoring loud as hell. They would kill me if they ever heard it. <laughs> but um, like that, the house is empty now, so it's just them. So my mom is in the master, and my dad has the master in the back, and they're good. Right. I mean, I'm but, not but mad at that. But there's beauty in like finding what works for you. Exactly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It works. Exactly. Finding what works for you. I think um, my grandparents, they've been married for 51 years. 
And what I think, something that I find interesting that I say, like, works for them, you know what I'm saying, in finding that pattern. My grandmother told me that when my mom and my uncles were younger, my granddaddy would literally get paid and put the check on the dresser. It was hers to manage the money. Mm. He he realized that she was great with money. He, she could make the money work. He all he he would get like an allowance out of his paycheck, like a small allowance just to be able to you know maybe go somewhere with his friends or whatever. And so, I think that some people like even like it's impractical to say like oh y'all sleep in different beds every night and like even in this time people are like I'm not giving over my whole check but finding out what works for you Mm -hmm. no matter what anybody has to say no matter what the social norms are because I know a lot of men now that are like I'll pay all the bills but I ain't giving you all my I'm not literally giving you my check I know a young married couple they 28 years old he gives her all his check come on now and I know them personally damn (laughs) damn So, Lord, I have seen what you've done for others. <laughs> but she not stay, she works too. Yeah. But that's her job. She fight, she manages the money. He wow. can't, you know. I mean, recognizing that you may not be that great with money. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a partner and that is. not going to be perfect. <laughs> Let's utilize our resources. Yeah. Right. This is what the teamwork is about. Okay. Put um, that pride to the side. So what I think that I learned from my father is, like, my, my dad has, um, I feel like, given me an example of what I should look for Mm. or like the things that I shouldn't tolerate from other people because I never saw that Mm -hmm. in my household, right? Um, What I think I realized um, through therapy is that my father never like was, I mean, he was affectionate, but like telling me of my beauty and my value, like I don't know, you know how some people say like, you know, that's what your dad is supposed to show you. Like, he never made me feel like I was ugly or anything, but it's not something, like, he verbally said. And so I don't know. I feel like that has somehow impacted me in ways. Mm. But I know that he thinks these things of me. It's Mm. just, like, what I receive as love, I would want that affirmation. I think I would have wanted it from my father that I didn't get. I would never tell him that because he was such a great, He's such a great player, I got you. But that's something that I needed. Like, when you talk about different people needing different things, Love I think language. that's what I think I needed from my father a little bit more that I didn't get. Got but you. he has loved my mother in ways that, like, I feel like sometimes my standard may... Not that they're too high, but I don't know how um, frequent those types of men... <laughs> I mean, I think it's a difference between, like, comparing... And I think that's where we where we may fuck mm. up. You know what I'm saying? It's not that your standards are too high; it's that you may be comparing. Mm. I I don't necessarily know about comparing, but okay, I'll give you an example. This one guy I was dating, we got an argument. He's raising his voice. I have never heard my father raise his voice at my mother. Mm. So why would I tolerate that from someone right. when that's not something that I've seen around me? So it's stuff like that that I feel like if I if my mother didn't have to deal with it, if my father never projected that onto my mother, then I'm you, good off of that. Well, I'll tell you how it's affected my relationship. <laughs> it's so crazy. My dad always makes sure my mom's car is good. Mm. It's always clean. Mm-hmm. It's always filled up. Yes. It's always maintenance. Mm-hmm. My her car, that's his job. Lord, you feel me? that for me. I so in my in my current relationship, and this is me being immature, this is you know, a few years ago, but when we first started dating, like 
I felt like he wasn't a good boyfriend because he wasn't taking care of my car. <laughs> How could you, you know care about me? Yeah. yeah. How could you so care like, about me? Yeah. You see this break does. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, yeah. <laughs> How? Like, why are you not checking my Why hasn't my car gotten clean? Why aren't you vacuuming my, my tank shit? is on half, <laughs> and so is my patient. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> no, but it I sounds understand. so stupid. No, but, but little stuff like that. And see, when I was living with there, he took care of my car. Because that's right. just my dad spoils, my yeah. mommy spoils me. Yeah. Right. So when I get in this new relationship and my car's not being taken care of in my brain, yeah. you, don't so you don't love me. me. Right. Right. You don't give How a fuck about you? me. You don't care about my safety, <laughs> my well-being. Now you know I'm gonna get to you safely. And well, you have me surface my right. car. My tickets are half. You think I'm gonna be just sitting on this side of the road waiting for you? Period. Listen. <laughs> so the sprite. Yo, am I just looking at us like, thank you, someone thank who gets you. it? Like, ugh, the stress <laughs> of this life that we live. I'm so weak. But yeah, but now I know, of course, just communicate shit like that. Right, but just yeah. little stuff like that. Yeah, you know? Yeah. No, but I, know. Think, I think it's what you're used to. It's what you're used to seeing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, even like in a role where you say your dad takes care of your car, once you get to know a guy, that is how you receive love. It's like making sure that I'm good. You know? Right. I don't think anything's wrong with that. Yeah. Right. Right. So the question is, is he doing any maintenance? One hundred percent. He stepped up to he the plate. He actually sent me a text today asking something about the car. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So how did you communicate to him? So the first time, did you spaz out on him? Like, no, I don't spaz. I don't spaz, and okay. that's another thing. My parents, them, they don't spaz. Mm. Even in the way they disciplined us, mm. it was always conversations. Yeah. And mm. conversations Our can hurt you yeah. worse than any spaz. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know you a fucking. You know what right. I'm saying? And so I realized when you really had that real tone and you having a conversation and you're communicating and he's communicating, I think that's why our relationship works because yeah. right. we both communicate and we yeah. keep it all the way real. Yeah. So you know? how did you how 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 did you finally let loose that this car maintenance issue was important to you? How did you what was that conversation like with him? Because now I he's taking on the cars. You know who it was? My mama. Okay. Yeah, my mom. <laughs> oh, I think gee. my mom. Because I have been What is your mama name? Glennis Crosby. Come, Come on, Glennis. She the OG. I'm going to have Glennis a OG. Said, yo, I ain't never no, met Glennis. Glennis that take no shit. No, but listen. I, I have want, never met a Glennis. I, I want her to get her own podcast. We can talk about that yes. later. But she's like, she's the shit, bro. She, she's the shit. Lord. She's own business. She's amazing. But anywho, yeah, she. It, I was feeling it, but I didn't say anything. So what did Glennis say? I think we were on the phone and my mom just said, like, put him on the phone. And I put him on the phone. And mind you, I didn't even say this to right. her. And she was like, make sure you check in on my baby car. You know, this is the thing you need to be do- getting done, blah, 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 blah. Yes. She gave him the blueprint. She, okay. she like, always Look. has. Oh, my ex. You're about to lose her. My ex. Oh, <laughs> no, but seriously, my ex. <laughs> don't ask me to stop. Like, yeah. no, bitch. <laughs> no, let's keep it real. My ex was so toxic and was just a terrible human being mm-hmm. and I remember my mom she told him she was like if you don't get it together she was like she about to be gone she was like my daughter don't carry no heavy weight and she's 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 real mm-hmm. like right. my parents spoiled me I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. here to be uncomfortable I'm yeah. not here to go through shit not I'm not here to be uncomfortable yeah. you know no. what that's the yeah. word I'm not here <laughs> to, to be, be uncomfortable because my parents my dad made Ooh, sure I was comfortable standard. and still will yeah. let's keep it can I so, just rest in that for a moment? 
I am not be here. uncomfortable. I like, am uh, not yeah. here to be made uncomfortable. That re- requires like a scarf <laughs> for the swing. Okay. I am not here to, to be, be uncomfortable. uncomfortable. I'm not here that is some me. real and, shit. Yeah, and emotionally like, uncomfortable, financially yes. uncomfortable. I'm not here for discomfort. This should be a. And I was with him because he, you know, introduced me to some different things in life. You know, mm. you know, they kind of trick your brain into thinking. Yes. but he was toxic, aren't they? Damn. Aren't yeah. they? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. <laughs> 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 I am not here yeah. to, to be, be uncomfortable. <laughs> that is my biggest takeaway. <laughs> I am not here to be uncomfortable. Because isn't that all the time? Like, if, yes. you, if you out and you're uncomfortable, it's because like... That oh is, like but that is the exact feeling that you have either when you're you're feeling like you need to break up with somebody or mm. they're, you're, you don't like the way that they treat you mm. or, you know, even the situation like where I told you the guy knocked on my door, like, uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable with you standing me up last night. And I'm then not you here. showing up here with the same... I'm not here to like, be Like, I'm going to make you a scrambled egg and ask you how your night was. That's crazy. And my thing is, as black women, we have enough bullshit that Woo! we fight in mm-hmm. that in my relationship, nope. that I refuse. It's yeah. not going to go down. And I put up with it for about a year. You, you know, everybody got to have at least one yeah. fucking nigga, right? Yeah. You know? Oh, so I've had more than one. <laughs> but I'm saying, and right. yeah, but yeah, she, right. my mama told him. At least one. Can I have at least one good guy? My mama like, told him, <laughs> and I feel like less than three weeks after that, we broke up. Yes. Come on, Glennis. Glennis gave an order, okay? (laughs) Glennis said, not on my watch. (laughs) Or apparently yours either. My mom studied me like a hawk. Yes. That is so amazing. I'm not here to be uncomfortable. I am not. So, um... I went to Harlem and I met Dapper Dan. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything, every fucking thing. Um, but what was interesting is I met Dapper Dan with my family, and we, when I say very briefly discuss fashion, very briefly discuss fashion. It was literally us sitting in like um, his Altier, which is like a store. New word I learned. Use it like I knew it forever. Altier. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's that's some fine shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and sounds Al- rich. And Altier is like you coming in and it's fabric on the wall and they're laying it out and showing you literally constructing your garment. So like the downstairs was like the fabric and like where stylists are. Then you take you go um, out the brownstone and up the stairs into the first level apartment and it's a beautiful apartment but that's where they do like the actual fittings. So like Mm. Ashley Graham, Beyonce, Jay-Z go into that same room that I was in and they like literally sew the clothes on you. Right. These are are garments, okay? Wow. So, anywho, he takes us up there and it's like a big living room or whatever and we talked about life and spirituality and relationships Mm. and he's been married for over 50 years. Wow. And um, his wife has obviously been with him through thick and thin because, I mean, Dapper Dan was broke about 20 years ago. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's just the evolution of his career. But he he said something that he said, um, you know, I, I tell these young boys they got to get it together. Like, get it to my parents were married. That was the best thing that my wife is the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Like, getting married and finding. He was like, even if you don't get married right away, finding a good woman. Like, yeah. he was like, the Bible says when you find a wife, you, you find, find a, a good, good thing. thing. And so he was like, a lot of these men have bodega mentality. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Bodega. Yeah. So, like, a bodega in New York is like a corner store right. or whatever. And I was just kind of like. Okay, bodega mentality. He was like, women have a supermarket mentality. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, women, when they're looking for someone, he said, when you go into a bodega, a bodega is not going to have everything that you need. 
is going to have a sandwich. You might have to go to another bodega to get your cell phone charger, mm. another bodega to get toilet paper. Mm. A bodega is not a store. It's just literally like a little pick up and go, a corner a shop. Store. Right. He was like, when women, he said, that's how men treat relationships with women. Like a bodega mentality. Like this girl has this, that, and then, mm-hmm. then when that's empty and you don't need anymore, you go to the next one. None of them really are fulfilling or have anything sustainable that you need to survive. But and I then, am Whole Foods. <laughs> okay. Period. <laughs> he said that when women, when women are like looking for a mate or just like in the mindset of like who they would like to meet, they're thinking from a supermarket mentality. They date from like, okay, he's kind, he's generous, he's um, responsible, he's good looking, and like these qualities that they're looking for in a woman, they will. Where'd you? Oh, you're looking up Dapper Dan stuff. I was trying to find his wife, but I can't um, find it. He they, they, he doesn't. No, they don't do that. They're apparently. not public. Yeah, um, she's like a very modest woman apparently. But I thought it was really interesting that I do think that women we like from examples of our fathers or lack thereof, we have this list of like what exactly we want from a man and, and expect from a man. And, and men don't gonna, have that. No. They will run rip and run from one to the next because they don't really have a compiled clear list. They don't go in with a shopping list. Mm-hmm. But men are not thinking that deep. <laughs> Let's I'm, keep it us. Yes. They're not thinking, y'all. We've been thinking about this shit since we yeah, was little. We right. knew we knew what we wanted him to look like. We knew right. what you know, we knew we had these feelings. What type of little job girls. we wanted him to have. Yeah. You know? But even as like single women, I think I've heard plenty of times where like they have written down the list of like all these requirements Men? that they have. Single women. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never never heard of a man man doing that. And And I'm sure there are some rare men that maybe have Mm -hmm. that, but... But I think, like, it just, it does make a difference. When you know, it's like, how can you look for something that you don't even know what you're looking for? And y'all, we've been thinking about relationships. Niggas don't think about relationships. You know what I'm saying? The few, the few that have, I was dumb enough to just kind of (laughs) like... The few that were, were like corny. (laughs) And it's that's sad. How, and that's, that's how you saw it then. That's our reality. That's how you too. saw it then. The few, the good guys that really liked you, and like you go back to homecoming, and they got a baby strapped to their chest, pushing a stroller, holding hands with their wife. Those were the niggas you weren't paying attention Is to. This a yeah. testimony. <laughs> That sounded real personal. With a red shirt on. Because that day he came to my house, I told him. And then when he called my phone, he said he was... You said with a red shirt on. <laughs> she was kidding. And the baby was bald-headed. Like, yeah. Look about three months old. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. A lot of times. I mean, I will say, like, I hadn't been to homecoming. I hadn't been to homecoming in years. I did see a lot of men that really wanted to get to know me in college and I had no interest. And not to say like, oh, if I would have met them then my life would be different, but it could have. <laughs> hey, if it was meant to be, it would have been. Right. Yeah, so right. Sure. But it's like, damn, like I done fucked around with all these fuck niggas. And it was actually really nice guys. I didn't want to get the time of day just because I just wasn't like interested for no real good reason. Yikes. The next thing I want to talk about. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Stick a pen in it. And how much time do we have? Because you know I gotta do. We good. We chilling. What you gotta do? No, I meant I just wanted to promote my shit. 
<laughs> I she want, said, I, you talk about this. That's what, was, that's what we're hour, about to. That's oh, what I, we're about to segue I into. I thought an hour was going to come I up. Just, and she was uh, like, oh, so I ran out of time. No, 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 no. But no, I love no, how no, she yeah. was so. I want to promote my yeah, shit. Like, you know why I'm here? This conversation is real cute. This was nice. I'm here, so I do not get fine. No, I'm kind of on a little promo run. I guess like I'm independent. Thank you for stopping. Thank you for having. I mean, Chelsea just texted me today, so I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shh, don't yeah, acting like this shit was booked. Shit yeah. Look, I, 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 I promise for 2019 has been a really tough organizational year oh, for the podcast. For me? Yeah. So my my vow, I've already started working on things for 2020 and booking guests and everything. I'm like, I have to get back on my shit as far as the organization of yeah. my show. Because it's my baby. And I just seem to have so many things. But there is the some beauty in, in organic. Yeah. You know, so even though even <laughs> organic. <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen that. And she hit me up yesterday. That's that's kind of like yes. she listened to the show and had been asking yes. about it for a while. Yes. But um, um Imani is a rapper. And singer. And singer. But the boss. Yes, and she has a dope video called Shooter. Yes. So tell us about this song. Yes. So um, tell us about yourself. Awesome. My name is Imani Blair. Um, I've been rapping and singing since the age of ten years old. It's been a lot going on in my life. I have like clips up right now on my Instagram of some of my old videos of me at the Apollo and like mm, um, yeah. opening up for Yin Yang Twins and some pretty cool hey. people when I was younger. <laughs> um, I quit for a long time because it got very depressed in this music industry trying mm. to figure it out. But now I'm back. I'm feeling amazing. Yes. The music is really dope. I'm in a good place. What was depressing? Um. A lot of it, I just didn't know who I was. Oh, wow. I, I started so young that mm-hmm. I had other people. I started when I was 10. Mm-hmm. I had somebody writing my music for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and at first it was a lot of fun because right. I was on yeah. stage, but I was really good at it. So uh-huh. I was starting to get booked a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And then um, it just kind of felt like, wait, do I like this anymore? Yeah. Right. You know? Right. And right. then at 12 years old, yeah. it's like, yeah. okay. There's no money coming in. Mm-hmm. See, that's what a lot of people, Disney stars, they're miserable, but they're rich. Mm. And <laughs> that helps with saying? the misery. Yeah. Right. That <laughs> helps a lot with but, the misery. But a lot of them end up on cocaine, too. Right. So, mm-hmm. thank God. Yeah. You know, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. So, thank God. Thank God that wasn't me. Right. But, like, I was miserable and I was broke. Mm. So, it comes to a point where it's like, Something all right. Something's gotta get. Something's yeah. gotta be, get. I ain't gonna be My sanity is gonna be So, I kept I dipping in, dipping out, trying to figure but out But how are you broke as well? I, I mean that's but I was famous but I was broke right okay. like you know like mm-hmm. even, like in the city of just like Richmond, new edition real shit they like going touring around the world <laughs> and pulling up in the project in Boston it was like two years straight I was on every single stage opening up for everybody I done opened up for Chris Brown Trey Songs Tony Braxton LL Cool wow. J like I was performing so much, but everybody kept telling me no. And this was before independence was a thing. So you mm-hmm. had to be signed. Mm-hmm. Nobody would sign me. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew what to do with this little girl that could rap. Like, yeah. right. you know, this was before social media. So it was right. a weird time. Yeah. yeah. And so it just didn't work out. And so I got mm-hmm. very depressed. Okay. Um, but I'm grateful for it now because I wouldn't be this strong. I wouldn't, right. You yeah. know, I mean, had I gotten what I wanted, I wouldn't be this person. Yeah. With that being said, I am back. (laughs) I got this new video called Shoot 'em. It's about something I really truly believe in the human trafficking epidemic all over the USA. It is approximately 873 black girls missing on the East Coast as we speak. Wow. 
And um, I've just been doing a lot of research on it. I'm trying to team up with an organization, like trying to do a fundraiser here right. in Richmond. Mm-hmm. You know, just so yeah, we can... Yeah, because Richmond is a real problem Spread well. the word. Yeah, I, I mean... has a very high... Can y'all high. imagine... I it mean, just so think about scary. somebody you love, a black woman you love, mm-hmm. getting snatched the fuck up and, yeah. don't and no one cares. Like, that's cr- and it's not on the news. It's no. not anything. So, um, it just, I saw about it. I don't know if y'all remember, it was a big deal in D.C. I think it mm-hmm. still is, but mm-hmm. I think I saw it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I wrote the song, like, a week after. It was just on my mind, on my mind. I wrote the song. And then, um, that's it. It's wow. a great video. I mean, thank yeah. you. I, I mean, not just the human trafficking you also talked about organ harvesting yeah and how oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, so tell us a little bit about that well well and when i say human trafficking there is like sex trafficking there's organ trafficking so when i say human yeah that kind of all all of it you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying um black bodies y'all this is scary i don't know what else to say people going missing you don't know if they're now being sex trafficked we don't know know if they're somewhere in france selling their I don't know what's going on. Right, and there's right. no answers. Wow. There's no answers. It's so funny. I went into, last week I went into traffic court. Mm-hmm. And I guess they were doing criminal court, closing criminal court as I was coming into traffic court or whatever. And so, or this person was being transported from the jail. So I'm also thinking like, it was weird. Because I was like, well, damn, am I about to go to jail? Like, should I have dressed <laughs> up? Because people, inmates were coming in. I was, I was like, I just thought this was traffic court. But one of the girls came in, and you know, they say your case in front of everyone. And so they were like, she's currently, like, being protected. She was, like, had human trafficking. They're like, she was, they were sending her to a home. So, like, she was, like, picked up on prostitution. And from there, they realized that she was being human trafficked. She wasn't even from here. Wow. Like, she didn't even know where she was, for mm. real. Wow. And, um... They are. They were putting her into like a facility or home to make sure she was safe, as well as like receive counseling mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was just like, "Damn! Like this is him. I'm in Henrico County Courthouse. Yeah, I'm like, this, this is happening literally right here. Yeah, literally right here. That's I remember so maybe a year or two ago, everyone was like kind of on high alert because like you know there was like that photo of like people in the mall following girls, and there was like cases at like Food Lions where women were like being approached Mm -hmm. i mean i hear it it's never happened to me knock on wood thank you jesus for keeping me safe i've Mm -hmm. heard these stories like people at walmart they say like do you want to smell something you know all of us have seen that on social media man honestly i think i talk about in this song i'm not playing i think everybody needs to get strapped up i don't really even know an easier way to do it right because the crazy people are are crazy Crazy. so we got to protect ourselves right if if it's not a gun we need to get some mace women we need to definitely you know what i'm saying something and have it on my mom as soon as i get out the car that shit is on my hand Mm -hmm. like you know we just need to play play it safe yeah it shit is nuts yeah i think that it's hard it's it's like it's so weird when you know that things are real but they're so far from your reality that you can't fathom it in a way like i know that human trafficking is real yeah but it's also like it was sobering for me to be in a courthouse that's be right that up, close to it, right up the street from my house. And I'm like, wait, there are people being trafficked right under my nose. And like, if you saw her in passing, I wouldn't have even looked twice at her. You know what I mean? Um, and so it, and what's alarming is these are the people that we know about. Yeah. And so from what I under, even because I was listening hard, I was in shock that this yeah. was happening in front of me. She they're keeping her safe because she's a witness to other girls that are being trafficked. 
Yeah, and see, a lot of the women, um, it's a lady I'm hooking up with now named Tony. She used to be human trafficked. Mm. She escaped. No, she helps get women out. Right. And um, she said that a lot of the women are the ones snatching up girls. Yeah. And it's 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 all a big trick. It's all a big game. These niggas um, hitting you up, talking about, do you want to be my sugar daddy? No, oh, you no. thinking you're about to get 10 grand and go to Dubai, nah, bitch? You're, never you're about back. to die. Mm-hmm. You you're know what I'm saying? Back. So stop playing, y'all, getting in these cars with these old men talking about they're going to be your sugar daddy. Mm, yeah. And it's like little kids see candy and you can snatch And now when, as, you, as you're an adult, they, it turns from candy to money. To money. Because mm. it definitely is. You want me is, to fly you out, baby? Yeah. It, it definitely is a lot of like, like I said, I, I've done like online dating and stuff like that. And men that out of the gate are like, you're beautiful. I want to be your sugar daddy. I want to do things for you. I'm like, and one of the main things my mother always taught me to question is why? Yeah. Any and anything. She like, why? Why would they right. want to do that? Why? And it, that, that that keeps you on alert. I think a lot of women don't ask themselves why enough. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah, why but, is this, why is he asking me this? But I mean, I know we're talking about a serious subject, but if you want to talk about serious sugar daddy? Here's you know? <laughs> 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 some checks out here. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is. So don't be discouraged. You also, you also just be careful. <laughs> you also in this setting. <laughs> And this so setting, you're taking a gamble. No, you're no. It's not like if you're you have a, a rapport with somebody and they just so happen to have money and they want to, they're attracted to you. You're taking a gamble. You're taking a gamble. You don't know who but, the fuck all is right, behind. Well, this just get the cash app first. And yeah, and I did I have been, a situation like that recently. Like somebody was texting me from a number I didn't know, mm-hmm. and like I don't necessarily trip about things like that. Because um, I've had the same number since I was in seventh grade. Me too. So sometimes people will hit me up and I'll just be like, oh, okay. Me too. And he told me that he met me in New York back in March. And I was like, and I went with two of my friends. And I literally was like, I met him in New York when I was in March. I didn't do any. I was in New York in March, but I wasn't anywhere where I would meet anybody. I was there for a conference. Like, he was like, yeah, you know, he's like, well, I, I told you I was moving to Richmond. And I was like... I don't remember you. He sent me a picture. I didn't know who. It was a Spanish man. I was like, I definitely would remember if a decent looking Spanish man approached me. Because Spanish men don't approach me often. (laughs) So you you would have known. I would remember. That's notable. (laughs) That's notable. If you're like a black woman and only black men, the vast majority of people that hit on you are black, you'll remember the one or two white people (laughs) or Spanish people that have. My first boyfriend was Puerto Rican. (laughs) (laughs) I would do all white school. (laughs) That's what I had the option Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite there, but almost. And so like, he was texting me. He's like, you know, I'm Ludovic and I want to take care of you. I'll take care of all your bills. You know, you'll be able to have access to my credit card. And, like, at first, I'm, like, really trying to figure out. And this is how I know that they can, like, pull a Jedi mind trick on people that are significantly younger than me. Is I he really had me thinking, like, <laughs> I met him? And I'm really trying to, like, even, I'm like, I don't know if I actually met him or I'm trying to make myself remember that I met him. I'm asking my friends that I was with, like, did we go anywhere? Would we meet somebody? And he was very um, pushy about meeting me in person. Mm. He was very... And I'm like, I'm thinking like, well, somebody got my phone number. I would know them. And he was like, you know, let's meet in person and talk about it. Can you come to my house and let's talk about it? Not to your we can house. Meet, we can meet no, in public. He was like, sir. we can meet in public. Let's talk about it. And and I'm like doing all this like, oh, you know, you're talking to me. And at first I was like, let me just stop talking to him. But my curiosity is just like, who the fuck? Yeah, and I'm like, is this my this ex? Point, who yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At one point I thought it was Rayvon. I was like, is this nigga playing on my phone? But he was like, um, you know, I, I'll give you X amount of dollars. And I said, well, if I know this is real, then here's my cash app. 
Send me something so I know it's real. Nigga didn't say nothing. Mm. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, nigga like didn't that. say nothing. And I'm just like, that very well to a vulnerable or naive woman. Oh, he she would have got God. God, God. Because he really had me thinking that maybe I possibly met him when I was in New York. When I knew that I didn't. I'm like, this is weird. He never was available to call or talk. Oh no, that's all. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, that's all. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. yeah, that's red flags, like you said. And I was having a conversation with one of my friends recently, and they said that another place um, a lot of women get taken is in church. Mm. They say that's the number one girl. What? Because the number one place you can I still find don't out how, like vulnerable women, like mm-hmm. single vulnerable women, and like. You find out if they're connected to like a community in the area, and if they're not, then these are people that. Oh wow! Because they're always trying to go for people that aren't going to make a lot of noise, like mm, yeah. like their family isn't going to have enough. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. It's wow. so sad. Um. So yeah, y'all. So I made a song. So now I'm just trying to spread the word. You right. know yeah. the best way I know can. I, the best way I know how. A dope song song with a message yeah thank you guys and great visuals thank yes. you thank you so yeah. much great visuals i was impressed with the visuals thank you and i think a lot for me i don't like songs where the, it doesn't have any substance to it mm-hmm. and so i love the fact that you're actually talking about something right thank like you. you actually have to listen and it's worth the listen and it's got a nice beat heavy bass yes the bass love the bass yes. love the bass well thank you guys i appreciate it but I do have another song where it's a lot about eating ass and Ooh, sucking dick. Okay. And it's raunchy. Those are all and things that need to yeah. be spoken about. Yeah, too. but the reason I have to tell people. <laughs> Those are topics that need to be the addressed reason as well. Because, you know, people will say, oh, I'm so glad. Like, I just I just get nervous because I don't want to get, get pigeonholed. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to get so pigeonholed. So I've gotten a lot. Now that I put this video out, a lot of people have been like, oh, well, I you love that, that you're, our elementary you're school doing a message. Or like, yeah, or like, um... Can you make a song about this now? Right. You know, can you make right. a song about... Yeah. I'm like, y'all... Like, you just need to tell I people that artist. this is your We Are The World. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Jackson had a vast catalog of music. But what I'm saying but is, he is if I feel it and if the, and if it feels right... Mm-hmm. I'm, oh, you, I you know what? You know what? It's like, but it's like Eve, Love Is Blind. <laughs> Eve was <laughs> telling us to drop our asses and shake your glasses. Yeah, but Love is Blind was a song about domestic violence awareness. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Putting the message in the community. Yeah. And it's no different. Yeah. And like I get I why you album, don't want to be pigeonholed into if that. If I had an album, I would want to do five fun club songs and then five message songs. Like if mm-hmm. I had a, in a perfect world, yeah. right. I literally, you know, we're Here's some variety. Yeah. yeah. I'm not just fine. one way. I am a woman. Yeah. Okay. A Come black on. woman. Multifaceted. But I totally get it because I think in the reverse, I fight not trying to be the... I love being the single in the city girl, but people automatically think that, like, I don't know how to not curse or something. You know, Mm. or, like, because my show, we talk about sex and we talk about relationships and it's a free-form show that in some way I can't do structured things. So I get why, you you know, you want to stay true to who you are and what you believe and write about things with a message, but you also want people to know, like, hey... I have many sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised to hear you do that because your job is so structured. Yeah. I mean, but even sometimes at my job, they expect me to be the outlandish one. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Like they, I'm like the wild child. So you okay? Yeah, okay. and I'm not always the wild child. Sometimes I have conservative views on things. Very rarely, but sometimes like my opinion is not what you expect, or um, you know, people. It's like, oh, we need somebody that's fun and kind of wow. Let's get Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I want you to call me for like the real news stories. As yeah. Well. You know I see what you said. Yeah. yeah I, I go you, through the same. Yeah. I want you to call. I don't, I don't buy I think a lot of me. artists go through that when mm-hmm. you are, or a lot of creatives. Like, I remember, um, for example, Jamie Foxx, mm-hmm. like before he did Ray Charles. Yes. Um, before he did the movie Ray, like he had to make Prove like a, yeah, R&B album. To prove that he can be serious, he's not all about jokes. So, like, I think that's a struggle. It's um, normal. Yeah, mm-hmm. that every creative has to kind of fight against at some point it's, it's in the normal. journey. And I'm pissed off at Kanye West. And I am i don't know how y'all feel, but I'm very pissed off. But I respect him as an artist for doing something completely Different. out of... Yeah, because yeah, as an artist, it's hard that, to yeah. do. And I do respect that part, that side of him that's like, you know what, fuck what y'all talking about. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you I don't think that Kanye has reached a point in his career that a lot of people haven't in the sense of like if you're still trying to make it still trying to get yourself out there you still care about the pe- the opinions of others because that is how you'll get to the next That's level how you eat. but once you reach a certain level of success and, and money. But his first, his first song. I don't give a fuck. Y'all gonna pay for it. Y'all gonna come and see me. His first song was Jesus Walks though. Mm-hmm. So he always been that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. I, I really don't care. I And that's a little bit why I was depressed because when I was younger, I cared so much about what people thought about me. Mm. So the fact that I hadn't made it, quote unquote, yeah. and what people thought mm. making it was, yeah. I thought I was less than. And you felt like that defined you. And I felt way. like I felt like that totally defined me. Like I'm a failure. I was embarrassed, really. Mm. And um, dang, what was we talking about? Do you <laughs> do you think that that same <laughs> outlook is also how you view why you might have something to do with why you view marriage the way that you do? Okay, talk. Say it again. What made you say that? You were saying that. Oh fuck! I know. I know. I said it for a reason. Oh, you felt like you hadn't made it. That was like um, you were embarrassed that you hadn't made it, and it felt like it was a goal that you didn't reach. Do you also have like that fear of like two marriage? If like if it doesn't work out, then you feel like you wear this badge that it was unsuccessful or that you failed at that. No, because I don't. um, I believe like like especially like the relationship I am I'm now is very spiritual. I believe. All of our relationships are. Mm-hmm. And I believe they're all for certain times in our life. They're all for a purpose. God has taught me something in every relationship. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe in unsuccessful. What I do know is that people change. Mm-hmm. And that's just from me seeing real relationships. Yeah. People mm-hmm. grow. You know, and I just think right well, now at 25, at, different rates and it work at 25, out. marriage, that's really uncomfortable. To think, I mean, and I know that sounds crazy because I've been with somebody for four years, but that type of commitment to say I'm going to be your wife, I'm not, I don't even know who I am. (laughs) How am I going to be somebody's wife when I still trying to get my shit together? I thought that I, I thought that I wanted to be married at 25, and then I realized after the breakup that I didn't. I was like, I am not ready to be married. I have a lot of learning and growing to do myself, and. I do think that, like, it's scary to think about, like, oh, I'm going to be somebody's wife and this is it forever. But I do think sometimes that, like, I'm good. certain people in certain situations will make you start to feel and shift your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have never wanted a child 
And literally in the last six months, I've been considering it. Cause with, I, with, this, with the guy? Uh, it's not that I want him to be my baby daddy. But, like, he, he was somebody that just qualities of, like, you know, not just him, but just, you know, like, even... He's probably gonna cringe when I say his name. My friend Wayne, um, we 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 date as well, and like the, how I see him with his daughter, and like a caring and concerned parent. I see, I've seen black men in the last six months of my life show out as as pertain to being a great father. Part of the reason I didn't want to be a God parent, showing you that for a reason. Yeah, and I feel like part of the reason I didn't want to be a parent was because I felt like I was going to be that great at it because I didn't really have that great example of it, you know what I'm saying, for my parents necessarily. And so seeing these black men being involved in their kids' lives, I'm like, you know what? All niggas ain't shit. And I, you know, I can have a healthy relationship and a baby and I don't have to be scared about being alone. It has changed my mind. So it makes me say like, you know, sometimes you'll meet people and they'll show you qualities and things that you're like, I would never do that. You'll never know. Maybe something oh, will yeah. happen or your boyfriend do something one yeah, day yeah, yeah. and you just like, you and know what? And never say never. But for me, honestly, truth be told, I think marriage is more of a business decision. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, Especially we, these days. I love, love, love him, but we're both building our, we're building ourselves. He's mm-hmm. building his foundation. I'm building my foundation. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like once we reach that level, now let's combine. Yeah, right yeah. now, we ain't got shit. Okay. Like, why are broke people getting married. Yeah. That, I don't understand that. I be so confused. <laughs> Why are broke people getting married? Because I'm not going to say no names, but I know a couple that got married recently and they homeless. Ooh. And had a wedding. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Why are we saying for rich or poor we're both poor? Let's keep it real. I don't think poor people should be... Not because they poor people. You're not broke, but I'm but saying yeah, if you he broke, got a job, he's building his career. Yeah. I'm building my career. I think it's more like, a broke mentality yes. than like... Yes, because Michelle and Barack were broke. But yeah. they have potential. And, and, and yeah, the, the and mentality, mentality. is not going to be... Yeah. But some people broke really be broke, broke and broken. <laughs> broke is not in your brain. Broke is in your pockets. <laughs> Sir, broke is broke. Don't listen to that broke is a mentality. No, sir. If a nigga broke, he broke. It ain't, there's nowhere broke around not it. not in your brain. Because it's some whack rich niggas. Okay, I'd agree. But I also agree that there were, there, have, there have been times when um, I may have, even as a, a business owner, I may have had like $50 to my name. I was Me broke, right now. But, but, but I wasn't that's not broke. Your men, that's not your mentality. You're not going to stay there. I'm not there. talking about mentality. <laughs> She's saying broke is broke. But on paper, that would appear as broke. But we know that as entrepreneurs, yeah. oh good. my God, Rayvon wants to be put on the fucking podcast. Um, we know. You want to call in? I'm about to call. He it just called me and I rejected the call. And so I was on the podcast. But we know that that's not broke. Hey, 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 cuz. Hey. Right, what y'all talking about, cuz? We uh, talking about broke niggas. <laughs> okay, Ray, is broke a mentality or is broke a state of financial being? It's both, nigga. Look, depending on what we talking about. Facts. Are we being <laughs> if she's, she, the statement was broke people shouldn't be getting married. No, that's an Imani original. Don't do that. That's, that's off the top. That came from the dome. That came from the dome. Don't do that. All right, my bad, cuz. You're not even a cuz. You a shorty. My bad. 
question again? Broke people shouldn't be married. How do you take that? Um, shit, how you gonna tell somebody what to do? <laughs> What's your broke ass? That's a fact. That's a fact. Well, yeah. Well, maybe I should say I don't want to be broken married. Okay. What were you saying, Ray? I said if you want to be poor and together, do your thing, cuz. It's broken mentality in that situation. In that no, situation, I, I is a broke ta- is broke a mentality or is broke a financial? And broke men shouldn't want to be married. Yeah. Them the main ones don't want to yeah. get married. Don't make somebody your wife if you can't take care of them. What protect, provide? Yeah. But all but men I, don't have I those agree. principles. You know guiding what I'm principles. It just they don't. with somebody as long as they respect the fact that you know that where you guys stand at the particular moment is not where you're going to be. That's the mentality. Mm. But I don't believe in shoulda, coulda, woulda. But okay, so what if you get with a guy and he becomes broke? But what if you marry a guy, he's financially stable? Ambition, I think, well, you know, because that's where it goes in the broke mentality. (laughs) But I have to see, I have to see ambition. I have to see ambition. You know what I'm saying? Everybody not going to be broke. Then he ain't broke. In my opinion, he ain't broke. Well, then that's where we different in the pain. At the end of the day, as long as you're working on something and you got a plan, you know what I'm saying? Money is fleeting. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, fleeting. All that, kind of, all that kind of stuff is fleeting. So Father of two with wisdom. You could be rich one day, you could be poor the next, and then you'll be rich again. You know what I'm saying? So I did, And if you really wish, if you did it once, you can do it again. Absolutely. So, you, so would you date a man with no money? Have done it. Would you do it again? That's what yeah, I was I, talking about. I wouldn't really like, you know, be in a relationship with somebody because they're rich. Because one day they cannot be rich. Ray, I'm sorry, your connection's getting a little bit nice. Chelsea just gas. She was like, we do not speak like this on right, this podcast. Right, I was like, ooh, the, the connection is fleeting. <laughs> hey, man, but anyways, I just called you to say, we have motherfucking poor boys right now. Bring your motherfucking ass. Poor boys on a Wednesday. Let's motherfucking go. It's BCU homecoming. Yes. Yes. Rayvon texted me and said, it's going to be some niggas out. Tell your hoes to pull up and pop that pussy. <laughs> Period, Pooh. Period. 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 I'll see you in a bit. Right. Bye. I love him so much. <laughs> so, um, brother Rayvon has weighed in, <laughs> and um, Imani, thank you so much. Thank y'all for having me, y'all. I had so at any time. much fun. Don't say it's, that because, like, this was so much I'll be fun. Ba- She's like, no, don't really? say that yeah, I'll be back. And I'll be back. Tamia, do I tell everyone that? Mama. Do huh? I tell everyone to come back at any time? Anytime. I haven't heard you say that in a while. Okay. Because oh, no listen, shade to anybody that's been on. Recently. I had so much fun. Yes, Y'all are the bomb. Thank so you. So tell people how they can check out your video, how they can follow Yo, you and support your music out. and your movement. Check me out. I am at Imani Blair on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, SoundCloud, Imani, YouTube. I am A-N-I-B-L-A-I-R. Imani Blair. Um, shoot them. His video is out right now. I'm talking about human trafficking. So we're trying to definitely make that a worldwide message. Mm-hmm. And I need you guys to help spread it. 
I also have Lena the Plug. Lena the Plug is still streaming crazy, so keep streaming it. The video will be out soon. And um, I had so much fun. So yes. I no, would love if you. I don't know if y'all like play snippets on here, but okay. Lena the Plug is heavy, so you definitely okay. gonna want. It's, it's about on. sex too, so <laughs> so you yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the single in the city show. They'll like the song about the sex. Yeah, they'll love it. Yeah. No, but um. Uh, it was one, oh, we leave with a single survival tip. So what advice, tip, technically your trafficking message is a tip, but like what would you want to like your final words to anybody today? I mean, if we're talking about like relationships, my tip would be, um, wow. Um, I would say especially if, that nigga. if you're single, <laughs> honestly, honestly, like I, I believe people put a lot of stock in relationships when they really need to focus on being their best selves. Mm-hmm. And yes. that's really when I'm talking about marriage. That's really what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're your best self before you join in with another human being, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And, and it's important for both of y'all to be 100%. I yeah. think. Yeah. So, well, at least I think, 90. yeah. So even if you're in a relationship or if you're single, self growth is the most and important. And continue yeah. to do that work even once you're in a relationship. I'm in a relationship and we are still doing the work. Good. You know? That's good. So it's important. Good. Sam? Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Speak up. <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. Um, my single single survival tip Ooh, of the week. What? I'm tongue tied. I see. <laughs> nah, I'm tongue tied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tongue tied. Okay, so I think that um we talked about how there are guys that may be intimidated um by the greatness that can be us women, mm-hmm. and just not taking it personally when people are intimidated. Um, embracing that and re- recognizing that the right person will not be intimidated but embrace you. Yes. yes. So that's mine. And um, my single survival tip is um, when that nigga come knocking at 9.15 the next morning, <laughs> don't have no kick it for him, sis. Whatever you plan, whatever plans were good enough to do with that person are good enough for you to do with yourself. Yeah. And don't let a nigga or anybody Stop a move. Go on that vacation even if your friends can't go. If you have plans on doing something and people drop off, enjoy that time with yourself because you were looking forward to it. And just because others can't come along with you doesn't mean that you can't still enjoy that experience. Um, you can follow me at starring underscore Chelsea. Follow the podcast at Single in the City Podcast. This is episode 98. We are getting very close oh, to wow. episode 100. Yes. Do you have something special planned? I am in the process of planning something special. I'm excited. Yes, Let me you. know how I can Of help. course. Of course. Maybe a performance. Yeah. Hey. Okay. You're going to tell me twice. <laughs> a performance. Uh, but we are, I'm really excited for episode 100. And I want to thank everyone that's listened from the beginning, as well as I've had people, like I literally was working um, my serving job a couple of days ago. And this man, this couple staring at me and the man was like, excuse me. My wife listens to your podcast and she's like nervous to say anything. And I was like, oh, hi. And she literally was like, I love your podcast. Like I'm married, but I listen every week or whatever. She was telling me about Brittany and everything else. And Mm -hmm. so I really want to thank people for like the love that they've been showing me and the support. I always tell people, if you don't support, you a hater because it's free. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I ain't even asking you to buy nothing. You know, just lend me your time and time is very important. So I appreciate everybody. And I'm really working on getting something together for the 100th show. And 
And um, I didn't really realize it. Samia's always telling me to plan ahead. And like, I'm a fly by the seat of my pants Listen, type person. I'm I'm telling y'all, but I'm working on a Christmas EP right now. It's, and it's, it's really funny. last minute. <laughs> wow. So with no, that, I get it. Time. It's yeah. going to be fun. You have time. It's going to be a lot of fun. So <laughs> I want to come back on when it's out and talk yeah, about it. It's, it's going to be fun. Definitely. And I'm going to bring y'all like little Christmas gifts. Ooh. Okay. So we can schedule that before you leave today. Okay, great. So make sure you uh, keep up with everybody that's on the show today. Thank you again for listening. Um... Fuck that nigga. Bye. What? <laughs> 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 we need an outro. Dun. I have dun, so dun, dun. I've been having a pee for like this internet. And you held it?